Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. This is a real treat to have Lee Steinberg, who is a widely recognized sports agent, on the show today. Lee has had multiple clients who have been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, like Troy Aikman and Steve Young. There are so many different topics that I had in mind, but today's topic is wisdom. What makes a player have a sustainable career? So the first key in representation is to listen to a potential client and have them talk through their deepest anxieties and fears, their greatest hopes and dreams, and how important different values are to them. Short-term economic gain, long-term economic security, geographical location, weather, uh, uh, lifestyle, uh, spiritual values, uh, high-profile endorsement, and then um, researching what their skill set is and and helping to to drive them through the draft process uh, which is the the first stage now kickers uh, who i've represented since really the beginning back i think i started with rolf benershka of the san diego chargers in uh 1977 and he had a long illustrious career um, but what I learned about kicking is that for most people, because he was drafted initially by the Raiders, the entry is not quite as smooth as it is for other draftable players, meaning that they may get cut in a situation or two before they finally stabilize. So um, the key is to, to understand whether the player has that determination and staying power to sort of see the process through because so many of the greatest kickers we have today uh, didn't just get drafted and then stay with that team for 15 years. They, at some point in their life, they got cut um, and sometimes multiple times. So what you're looking for is that quality of perseverance so that they're able to, to stay that. The other thing about a kicker is there are no backup kickers. So by definition, unlike other players and other positions where someone can sit behind a talented veteran in tutelage for a couple of years and then eventually get their chance, you either are the kicker, you are the punter, or you're not. <laughs> One of the reasons I was attracted to representing them is the game's on the line, the action stops, Everyone's focused on the play sticker, who either can be this amazing hero or uh, 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 less heroic with a miss. But the point is that they actually have the ability to garner some profile because they're, all the action stops, singular uh, activity where everything else is stopped and all the focus is on them. That also, of course, is the aspect of pressure. But what you're looking for is, does this player in a critical situation, 
have the ability to compartmentalize, tune out all the external distractions, adopt what we call a quiet mind, and in critical situations, elevate their level of play so that um, the inherent pressure of, of every kick, and in many cases every punt, is such that that if an athlete doesn't have the ability to tune out all the uh, distractions, they won't have the ability to succeed. So you're looking for someone who displays uh, coolness and the ability to compartmentalize. So after um, Rolf Nerska, I had kickers like Mike Lansford, who kicked for uh, the LA Rams, Chuck Nelson, who kicked for the LA Rams, Gary Anderson, who's uh, one of the all-time greatest kickers, Nick Lowry, uh, who kicked for the Chiefs. And Nick is is currently up for the Hall of Fame. And he statistically, in many ways, is the greatest kicker of all time. And he had to kick outside. And he had the misfortune of being uh, right behind Jan Stenerus, who is a, a legend. But we're hoping that um, that the voters will understand the excellence of Nick and how um, record-breaking profound his long career uh, was. Um, and then in punting, I had people like Lee Johnson, who punted for the Cincinnati Bengals for a number of years, Jim Arnold, who punted up at uh, Detroit. Um, but what you're, again, looking for is coolness under pressure. A great kicker can simply kick the lights out in practice, but when everything's on the line, when they're calling timeout just to rattle you, and then they call a second timeout, um, the point is he's got to have mental discipline inside his head because the issue is not whether the kicker has enough leg. In most cases, they do. It's whether or not they can just do the the rope routine, stay within the system that they've learned and allows them to kick. This is Lee Steinberg, and what you're hearing are names that are likely unfamiliar to you, but these are legends that he has represented over the last four decades. You've represented other amazing athletes, men of high character and high quality, who have had incredible careers after athletics. On this topic of mindset, is there a common denominator on how elite athletes have a similar mindset or is there a, something in their guts? Yes. The most successful athletes, notwithstanding the position, you could be one of our current clients, Patrick Mahomes, and you're behind in two playoff games in the Super Bowl. So if you're a quarterback, You've fallen behind. The crowd is starting to boo. The center is looking at the quarterback like he's on hallucinogen, uh, not understanding how he's throwing a couple interceptions and the game is getting out of hand. What does he do then? What is he able to will himself to do in that most critical of time? Because if you think about it, and this applies to kickers too, uh, about a third of the games are blowouts. But two-thirds of them almost come down to the fourth quarter or the last drive. 
So inherently, the ability to be a winner in pro football is going to come down to that last five minutes and how you perform then. So all of those athletes have the ability to be in this moment, not listening to the crowd, not listening to the players on the other team distracting And they have the fundamental ability to elevate their standard of play in critical moments. They elevate their standard of performance in critical moments, and they do it with a quiet mind. Does Patrick Mahomes have a quiet mind? Did Troy Aikman have a quiet mind? They all had the ability to tune out distractions, to, to understand the pressure, to understand the ramifications of not being able to make that kick, not being able to make that pass. I mean, I've had, I have 11 players in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I have had 64 first-round draft picks. And when you look at the players who succeeded, um, they all had the ability to, to stay in this moment, to and understand what they had to do. So the, you know what it's like? Have you ever ridden a bike and you are going to fall off of it? You're going to crash. And in that moment, you say to yourself, I am going to crash. <laughs> How should I land? All the rest of it. Now that is just a microsecond. But the, the elongation of time, it just slows down and you have the ability to be more productive in a very limited amount of time. And that's what happens. Do you have stories of maybe as a agent where you're watching your client be resilient and your client having a conversation with you about those moments where they felt they were crashing off that bike? When Troy Aikman went to his first Super Bowl, he walked out into the Rose Bowl, they were playing the Buffalo Bills, and he hyperventilated. Uh, so he was bit for going over. He was uh, breathing really abnormally and all the rest of it. So he had to pull that together. And again, whether it's a relaxation technique, whether it's the ability to go into yourself, life will always knock you back. There are reverse for the great ones, so the quarterback's thrown an interception. Done. Finished. Short memory. Go right on to the next challenge. You will notice that when a kicker misses a kick earlier in the game, people don't um, razz him or, or criticize him when he comes to the uh, sideline even if it's been a disaster, because he's going to have to kick again. And resilience, the ability to visualize a positive future, to see the light at the end of the tunnel, to look past the current devastation um, and chaos to a brighter day, it's so mental. We all have reverses in life, and it's not the question of whether or not 
you're going to get knocked back outside forceful um, get you fired or get you uh, uh, have a problem in a relationship or anything else. But once you get knocked back, do you have the intestinal fortitude to get back up? In your own career, you have experienced that ability to bounce back. It was optimism in the, my, my father. My, my dad raised us outside of spiritual ones with two core values, treasure, relationships, especially family, and try to make a difference in the world and help people who can't help themselves to be a positive force. So in the same way that we ask every athlete we represent to retrace their roots and go back to the high school collegiate and professional community and set up charitable uh, programs to enhance the quality of life. And I struggled with alcohol about 11 years ago and uh, eventually got to the point where I realized that I had to confront it, to break denial. Um, and I closed my office down. I, I went, moved out of uh, my home to, to my parents' home. And eventually I went to sober living. But what saved me was the sense of proportionality, that I wasn't a starving peasant in Vietnam, uh, a Darfur. I, I didn't have the last name Steinberg in Nazi Germany. Um, I didn't have cancer, I wasn't crippled. And so what excuse uh, did I have? And so the point is, but past all the detritus and the wreckage was necessary to to see a better day and to understand that notwithstanding your circumstances, there'd be a better day. So resilience, the ability to bounce back, whether you're recruiting new clients, whether you're negotiating contracts, or whether you're doing client uh, maintenance service, in each of those parts, um, in a negotiation, you start to reach a deadlock. And point is you have to come back and try again, even though things are deadlocked. And um, um, and you won't sign every player that, that, that you talk to, although we profile players to make sure that we have a much better chance than average to, to relate to the player. But you won't sign every um, But they can't stop you from going on to the next. Um, so we all face this in our lives. This is Lee Steinberg. He is uh, the founder, the owner of Steinberg Sports. And you've, you've talked about you know, your career and bouncing back. And as we, as we close this, this podcast, can you tell the audience what you're doing now and how you really are allowing people to retrace their roots, not just people that you are currently representing, but also this academy where you're actually teaching others? So our fundamental model started with Rolf Inertia, who we mentioned before, sticking to the chart. He asked the athlete, what in your life would give you a good feeling about tackling? And in his case, it was endangered species in the San Diego Zoo. So we put a program together called Kick for Critters, where for every field goal he kicked, he gave money to the Fund for Endangered Species San Diego Zoo, and then we put together posters and pledge cards so 
you could match the contribution at your own level. A big businessman could give $1,000 per field goal. A little kid could give a uh, dollar. The first year, he kicked the field goal off the flipper of a sea lion, and that was on the poster. And the second year, he kicked it off the hoof of a baby elephant, and that was on uh, the poster. So these posters and punch cards were out throughout the uh, community everywhere. And um, little kids collected cans for Christmas. That program was the genesis of all the later things you see on a scoreboard that link athletic performance with some outside business to something. And he was able to save speech. So then we have a number of players who went back and, and repaid their scholarships or set up a scholarship fund. Um, Tuatongo Vailoa uh, just set up a scholarship fund up in his high school in Hawaii. Um, and then at the pro level, work done just put the 165th single mother and her family into the first home they'll ever own by making the down payment and moving the family in. So our client, Patrick Mahomes, has 15 in the Mahomes. Aaron Jones, the running back for Green Bay, goes to uh, 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 runs big uh, uh, camps and clinics in El Paso. But I was, I've spoken on 85 camps, and I'm amazed by the amount of people that would like to have a career in sport. And they can work for a team, a league, a conference, an athletic department, in sports marketing, ticketing. They can work in uh, sports branding, uh, in PR. There's so many different uh, jobs. So we set up two concepts. One is a sports career function. And so for an hour, you hear from people that have careers in media, whether they're on-air talent, producers, or uh, managing a TV station. For an hour, you get marketing and brand people who specialize in that. For an hour, you get sports charity and sports entrepreneurship. Um, so you get these all these different fields, and then the ability to interact and you can sign up on cybersport.com. Obviously, we're doing them virtually. We also have an agent academy, and firing agents of all ages, um, and they have to negotiate a contract. Uh, so half of them play general managers, and half of them play player agents. They also have to recruit a player, so they've had to recruit. Ronald Jones, who's the running back in Tampa, and they've had to recruit Jim Brown, who's a running back, excuse me, a linebacker in Tennessee. Um, and they had to recruit Patrick Mahomes and the parents. And then they have to do damage control. So we give them a particularly, we give them Baker Mayfield when he was having problems at, at uh, Oklahoma. And so they do all, and then they set up a charitable foundation. So really, it's trying to help the next generation who enter our field have ethics and values and be trained in specific skills. You were involved with the Jerry Maguire story, and the author was Cameron Crow, who I also believe wrote like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. My question is, how did Cameron Crow get to know you? Well, I'm in Southern California. I'm in Newport Beach, and so uh, and 
and he's in Los Angeles. He just called me one day, and um, we had the biggest practice in the representation of football players. And he said that he wanted to follow me around so he could pick up atmosphere that would be the uh, uh, genesis of a of a film he was writing about a, a portrait. So he went with me to the NFL draft in 1993, where I had Drew Bledsoe as the first pick. He came to uh, uh, the league meetings in Palm Desert, uh, where I was signing free agents. He came with me to games. He he sat in my office, and then he wrote the script. And, and as technical advisor, I had to vet the script to make sure that the willing suspension of disbelief that holds you in a motion picture didn't get fractured. You know, the dialogue was not phony. The look was not phony. And then he assigned me some of the actors to work with, like Cuba Gooding Jr., who I took down to the Arizona Super Bowl, and I made him pretend he was a wide receiver client of mine. We hung out with Desmond Howard and Monty Truman there. I actually had to show the quarterback in the film, Jerry O'Connell, how to throw a spiral because he had gone to NYU and they didn't have uh, a football program. At any rate, it's a lot of life up there, and, and it's obviously not strictly biographical because I started with the first pick in the first round of the draft. That didn't make a very good uh, movie. You don't have challenge uh, and, and aspirations. Um, but I really walked through an airport or been out in public for a long time where someone didn't run up and say those four words uh, to start with show me the <laughs> money show me the money well you definitely showed us the wisdom thank you so much for joining the simple kicking show you are totally first class and this was a total treat thank you i enjoyed it best of luck to you